I'm Adam, and I am a part of this venture with Ron, who you'll meet in a moment when he introduces himself. Hi. It's Ron. Hey. This is our venture. This is our venture podcast. Yes. Venture Brothers. We should call ourselves the Venture Brothers. We're the Venture Brothers. Hi. We're the Venture Brothers. That's not, that's not even a thing. TM. Call called TM. it. Called it. Dibs. In a world where laughter was king on the edge of space. Ludicrous speed! Go! We get together, have a few laughs. Masters of the universe! Wanna go with that as an intro? We'll go. That's, I, I like because it's, it's, it's there's just there's like it's it's sprinkled with just enough awkward. <laughs> Which I feel like is a good metaphor for just about everything that I do. Just sprinkle with just enough just enough awkward. Just a little paprika of awkwardness. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Alright. So I'll, I'll make that work. We can do that. <laughs> do we not want to just like let people know what the name of the podcast is? We, we could that would probably be it, it we we may want to try and do that. That would be just to let you know, in thinking about it, <laughs> letting them know, because it would be great as if we shot like, like an '80s or '90s, almost like Perfect Strangers type <laughs> opening. Do we have any money in the budget? How much? How much? How much is our petty? Forty-one cents in petty cash. Cents. I, I, <laughs> I have no money. Fortunately, this is 1922. That will pay for everything. Nice. <laughs> yes. Well, what was the movie where, um, I think it was Euro Trip, where they were like pulling their money together? It was some, some uh, Eastern European country, and they were like, I have 32 dot cents. You know? was, was... And, and then they were in the next scene, they're in this fine hotel getting back rubs in rows. <laughs> Just like no the worst. This is how money works in Europe. <laughs> that that penny stretches so far. Great, All right, so we'll, great Matt Damon cameo in that movie. By the way, Scotty, no, doesn't, Scotty know. doesn't know. Scotty doesn't know. That's right. Matt Damon has like he he was still pretty cool at that time. I like Matt Damon. I'm not. I don't mean to suggest that he isn't cool. He's <clears> very cool. He's but, he's a cool guy. But you know he was he was like you know that dude from Boston. He was cooler. He was cooler. Yeah. We can go comparative on that. He was—he's still cool. Yeah. But that was a cooler time in his life. That was a cooler time in his life. I, he could totally get away with wearing a nose ring. Yep. And I wouldn't—I didn't think twice about it. When he's not from man. Boston. <laughs> How do you like them apples? I can't do a Boston accent. <laughs> I got the numbers. How you like them apples, huh? All right, how about we do it from the top with and, and mention the podcast? We should mention the name of the podcast. Okay. We could, uh, Do you want me to mention the name of it, or do you want to mention the name of it? You go right ahead, man. All right. So this, this is our podcast, and the name of our podcast, which is important for you to remember, <laughs> is Cinemasters of the Universe. That's a good name. It is a good name. It, it, there were a lot of other names that we thought about, which were not as good as that one. You know what it is? It's a play on words. It is. It's a fantastic play on words because we love cinema. We love the cinema, which makes us sound a little bit pretentious, but we're down-to-earth kind of guys, so that takes away the pretentious. 
I think in about 20 to 30 minutes, or if not less, people are yeah. going to understand we're not pretentious. Yeah, these guys are not pretentious. Not at all. Yeah, there's not a lot of pretentious. But the, but the title of the podcast. The title of the podcast is Cinemasters. I think he, man, personally, that knocks us down a, a peg or two. See, but the thing is, we're better than the Masters of the Universe movie that came out. With oh, without question. We're already better than there's, that. There's no, there's no debating that. No. You cannot debate us on that. We are better than that movie. One of the main reasons, 0% Courtney Cox. No Courtney Cox in this podcast at all. This is also not a... What was the, uh, the production company that made that, that wonderfully horrible movie? Was it Canon? It might have been Canon. Canon. I think it's Canon. Just, just for a, for about a decade, they were just, just shotgunning Chuck Norris movies left and right. Just put it out there. Like boom, boom, boom. You like Chuck Norris? You like Charles Bronson? Have a crummy Superman movie, just for you. I think there were days where they literally just followed Chuck Norris around, <laughs> and he just kicks that many people on a day to day basis. <laughs> It's like we're, this, we just followed Chuck around for a week and edited him, him kicking people, and we called it Truck Master. <laughs> we just shot the trucks and him with, kicking guys with not much editing. It wouldn't no. be very difficult at all. You no. could, that could have been a passable. Documentary. You could make that. You could make that movie. It was a documentary, movie. but you know, just just a tweak, edit here and there. You yeah. know, it's a, it's, you know, uh, what were the name of those movies? Back in Action. Yeah. Truck Master. Truck Masters. <laughs> He was a truck master. <laughs> Drove a truck, kicked people in the face. Uh, that movie can't be expensive to make because all you need is a truck. A truck? And some willing people to lend their faces to be kicked. Yes. Pliable denim. <laughs> That's... Do, you, do you think those were like yoga denim like pants? He had special pants. <laughs> there were advertisements. He advertised pants that you could kick people in. It was a real thing. Real jeans <laughs> where he would, he would do a roundhouse kick. We're like, wow. I should wear these high-waisted denim <laughs> where I can also kick people in the face. Yeah, but he, he did have the buckle, too. Like, is yeah. the buckle just part of the jeans? I feel like it was a part of him that the jeans incorporated. <laughs> they just sort of like enveloped one another. Yeah, like when the, in the Power Rangers, when the, the Zords all come together. That's kind of like, Norris, denim. Belt, belt. <laughs> all these guys' faces just left and right. Ah, my face got kicked by Chuck Norris. Can we just rename the podcast to Chuck Norris's Pliable Denim Jeans? Yes. <laughs> Is it Welcome late? to Chuck Norris's Pliable Denim Jeans. Great it just movie. rolls off the tongue so just perfectly. Kicking people in the face. <laughs> never have to worry about the crotch splitting or. Guaranteed where... not to split in the crotch. Guaranteed. 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 <laughs> Just like the men's warehouse. I guarantee it. You're going to not split your pants. You're going to not split your pants. <laughs> I would buy anything, that guy. You could guarantee anything, and I would buy it because of that voice, that the whiskey voice. And, and cigar smoke. Subtle beard, too. A very, a very well-maintained beard. Yes, that's key. Yeah, and, you, people... and you have a beard, so people would trust you. This is lazy. This is not well maintained. It's not well maintained. This is not this is not men's warehouse guy beard. But there's no food in it, so I mean that's a plus. That you can see. That, <laughs> that you can see. If we were to take a microscope. If we looked a closer buffet. <laughs> I'm not gonna make any promises. Buffet of snacks. There could there could be oh it was Cheeto. <laughs> I don't even remember eating Cheetos. 
months since I've had Cheetos. Oh, God. This is our podcast. This, this, is, this podcast. is our official podcast that we've been talking about doing for a long time. Uh, you know, Adam, you and I, we work together uh, at, at the Pliable Denim uh, Factory. The Pliable Denim Incorporated. <laughs> used to be an LLC. It's it, now incorporated. But we, we, uh, we kind of like, you, you kind of smell your own, you know, like a real big, like, movie geek. Like, <sighs> how many Polly Shore movies have you seen? <laughs> you smell like a guy that's watched everything Polly Shore has been in. <laughs> and I was not offended whatsoever. That might offend 98% of the population out there. Like, I beg your pardon, sir. I've seen Son-in-Law, but that's it. How dare you? <laughs> Verbally accost me in such a fashion. Maybe I've seen Encino Man in parts because it's always on cable, but that's it. Never all together. I may have tried to freeze one of my friends <laughs> to recreate that film, but that's it. Still tied up in the courts right now. It is. We can't confirm that. We can't just... <laughs> Frankly, I shouldn't even be talking about it. Yes. But no, we like, we... we talk about movies pretty much all day long during the one day that we work together it does it impacts productivity yeah it's for sure my least productive day of the week i mean by far it's 1000 percent yes impacted my work day but it's only one day one day thank god it, we've we completely make up for it the other day <laughs> if you were to look at a quota of work that we needed to complete in a five-day work week we meet it. We meet that. Yes. We probably exceed that. Probably so. Because we're pretty amazing. Yes. I mean, I don't want to boast, but this, amazing. <laughs> amazing. <laughs> but, you know, like, you, I, I, of course, do a podcast, and I've been doing it for a little while, Big Geek Podcast, and... Um, shout out. <laughs> shout out. This is, um, this is a sister podcast to that podcast, and... Big Geek is a bit of a retro-inspired uh, movies. You just can't do movies, movies, movies. Even though sometimes I want to. And you have flirted with doing a podcast for 20 years, conservatively. 20 years. <laughs> and, you know, we was like, we should just do this. I have the equipment. I have a room. I have microphones. I have everything necessary. If you build it, I will come. Yeah, <laughs> and, and that's exactly what I did. You know, this 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 podcast has been sixty-five million years in the making. Yes. Did I screw that up? Is no. This? Okay. We spared no expense. <laughs> one thing you can be sure is that it's going to be one hundred percent movie related. Yes. There's. I know. I don't know anything about anything else. I don't either. It's. You know. I, I frankly don't even know how I have a job doing anything no. that isn't talking about movies. And if I could find ways to make money doing that, I'd be the richest person on earth. I'd be quite wealthy. I'm rich wealthy. in spirit. <laughs> I'm rich in pounds. Not actual money. <laughs> in pliable denim. But, you know, we're, we're going to try and... Uh, we're we're going to have a rotating... Uh, uh, what did you say? Like topics? Yes. We're uh, talking about different things. Yeah, we're going to talk about different things. Different subjects, different... Kind of ways about movies, all kinds of movie fun stuff, the kinds of things we talk about at work. But the thing is, we're we, when Ron and I conveniently, when we are at work in the office together, our little desklets, because they're not full desks, mm. our desklets yeah. are right next to each other. 
So we have the freedom to just to juxtapose our chairs and and engage in free form discussion on movies we've been watching, movies that are coming out, all different kinds of movie topics. Yeah. And many a time people will stop by and just casually join in our conversation. Yeah. And so we're like, this is what we do. We could do this for fun for us. And so we're like, all right, let's let's do it. Yeah. And so this is us doing that. We are actually going forth with the thing that we talked about doing. It's it's very unlike us to actually um, commit. Yes. It's it's all talk usually. Yeah, a lot of talk, <laughs> not a lot of action. Not much action whatsoever. Action requires like effort. Effort. Yeah. And I and, don't and have time. You know, yes. it's you know we don't have a lot of time, so we have to pick and choose. How it's we want two a.m. Mountain time right now. <laughs> Somewhere in the mountains. In the mountains. Yeah. <laughs> no one uses that. But no, we, we, you have come up with uh, a lot of really fun, interesting uh, segments, we could call them. And what you can expect from the show is um, we're, we're going to mix in those in those segments. Almost like a sketch comedy. Very um, much. Very similar. We've, we've, we've got a lot of that background, too. Yeah, we, we just riff. We riff. We just riff it up. We're riffing kind of guys you know? <laughs> as you could tell from right this now, is this is we us know words riffing. and we riff at the top of the show what you can expect from us is uh we'll probably talk about movies that we just recently watched what were your feelings on the movie uh this is standard fare yes um then after that you'll get your segment that we talked about it's just going to be a surprise you're not going to know what it is it's a grab bag It'll probably be in the title of the episode of the podcast, so that's not entirely true. <laughs> but it, in some sense of the idea of a grab bag, it will be a grab bag. Yes, exactly. The, the important thing is to understand. I really want you to just visualize that bag onto a bag that you've <laughs> grabbed, and that is the theme. Uh, one one of the topic ideas that we you had thought of was to do like a, a Netflix vice versa. Yes. Where, um, yeah, can you explain that exactly? Like <clears throat> what? How exactly you imagine that to go? So in in keeping in and allowing us to bridge from from installment to installment, <clears throat> we could have a Netflix vice versa because everyone, just about everyone, has Netflix. Yeah. And Netflix does a lot of their own production. Netflix houses a lot of um, popular films. And so as um, and maybe a challenge or just to, uh, to have that back and forth at the, at the end of an episode or at some point in an episode, we can have the Netflix vice versa where yep. I pick out a movie that Ron watches over the, the, the time in between installments. And Ron picks out a movie that I will watch and then that way, when we come back in the next one, we will go for, like, if this is the first one, in the second one, what we will do is we'll spend a small portion of time talking about the movie that we each other watched. Yeah. So that way it's like, hey, in that first one, they talked about watching those movies. And then in the second one, they watched those movies and then talked about those movies. You'd be like... It's like going from one episode to another. Like, hey, those it's, are connected. It's almost as 
clever as Marvel, how they it weave is. all of their plots and movies yes. together. We're going for a Marvel podcast universe. <laughs> this is the Sam Jackson post credit scene of our podcast. <laughs> Where uh-huh. Sam Jackson will not be in this portion of the oh, podcast. Oh, don't promise him that. He might be. He may be. Sam Jackson unequivocally will be <laughs> in every podcast. He's in everything. We could call and ask him to be in our he, podcast. He'll we could call him right all, now. I'll be there. I mean, you just I'm just saying, like, you can't count it out. Don't That's say true. that he That's won't, because he could. I'm, I'm boxing us in unnecessarily, <laughs> and I shouldn't be doing that. No. That's, the sky's the limit for this. That's my fault. That's okay. And I apologize. Don't worry about it. This is this is where if you had a cone of shame, a cone of shame, like a dunce. <laughs> if there was if you had a little I'll work on that. Cap, I'll work on that. Dunce in in descending letters. We'll take turns wearing that. You've seen one before. You know You've what a seen a dunce is. cap. Don't pretend like you don't know what a dunce cap is. If you haven't seen a dunce cap, Google dunce cap <laughs> right now. Pause this. Yeah, stop the podcast right now. Pull over in your car. Don't, we don't want you yeah. searching dunce caps. Yep. Because uh, you have a family. You have to explain, like, what What was the last thing he was doing was Googling dunce caps before he died. Before just he steered a, off the just road. Just a flaming pile of <laughs> twisted metal. Like, the last search was dunce cap. I don't understand. What does it mean? We're not responsible for that. We can't be We're encouraging you to be responsible. In so I don't, although really, were they watching our podcast in the car as they were driving? Maybe. That would be that's dedication. If you're watching this as you're as in as the you're first driving, episode, you'll even know what we are. You're driving in the car <laughs> watching this podcast. That's irresponsible. <laughs> but we love you and you're we love kind you. of, you're our kind of audience. But that's irresponsible. Don't do that, but good job. Yes. <laughs> might seem a bit duplicitous. But it's not. But that's who we are. Or aren't. And yes. And no. <laughs> Adam, what? How did you become this person, this movie-loving <clears throat> person? When a that man you are? and a woman love each other, <laughs> what? What was? Can you think of a movie that enlightened? Like what? What? When did you become woke to being a movie fanatic? Woke. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> to borrow a term from those millennials. Yes, the millennials. You know who you are. You should. It's based those, on your birth date. One of those things that everyone's <laughs> invested so much time and energy in these days. Apparently, um, there there were there were plot points on my on my journey. One, I had to I had to verify this with my mom today because um, I was trying to remember when when I was growing up. I was just a, just a lad, just a wee lad, as they say, in uh, in Wisconsin, uh, in the the hardened cold dirty streets of of suburban wisconsin <laughs> oh, those mean streets mean of wisconsin. streets i was in a gang i promise um a dairy gang it was a just a rough just a just a, a rough and tumble kind of i was four yeah and in a gang just did you have a name the gang the four-year-olds. We were just learning words, really. I mean, we could speak, but it was like, at four, you're like, all right, what should we call ourselves? We're the four-year-olds. Just I a love gang, it. Just a, a burly gang of four-year-olds. <laughs> you already had a beard. Yes. And scars. 
Uh, scars. I just wrestled a bear. Yeah. It's time for my nap. Yep. I just, I'm four. I was just. I would. I would wear the skin of a of a mountain lion that I had that I had smited, <laughs> smote. <laughs> I smote a mountain lion in this it's game. The, it's it's the Wisconsin yeah rite of passage. It's just part of. It was how you got it in the gang. You had to smote a, a mountain lion, and I did that. Um. Uh, we would routinely, we would go to, uh, the name of the video store was Adventureland um, Video. And I, one of my first memories, I would, I would always rent um, the Dark Crystal. Oh. Um, which, uh, when I rewatched that not too long ago as an, as an adult, I realized is terrifying and horrible. Oh, thank you. Uh, that is one of the movies that I watched way too young. I, I don't know why I watched it with such fervor and regularity because it is a nightmarish hellscape that children should not be exposed to what was wrong with jim henson i like i just was it cocaine it had to have been <laughs> fever dream like storyboarding <laughs> it was just it, i mean it i was just sitting there as an as an adult watching yeah. is like this is horrific the scene where they steal the life or the the essence or whatever that was and you see the little the poor little guy's like face starting yeah. to sink in and his eyes are like just sort of caving and it it's horrific yeah it's absolutely horrific it may be one of the the formative things that made me who i am but let's talk about so you're 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 actually going back to the dark crystal i'm, I'm going back we would, I would as horrifying it. as that as was, horrifying it was. You insisted on renting it. I would rent it because I remembered they would give us, they would give us dollars every time we rented movies. Because one of one of my one of my prized memories of going to this video store was I obtained a Hulk Hogan wristwatch. Oh my god! It was it was poorly made, and it was really just it had like the face of Hulk Hogan on it. But it was this prized possession. It was like. I, we would go to the video store with such regularity. We'd go probably every weekend, and I would, we'd rent movies. And we didn't always rent The Dark Crystal, but that was like the one. Like when you're a four-year-old, you're like, you have two movies that you just watch over and over and over. Yeah. And so I would watch that, and I, that was that was the furthest back I think I could go in in my movie-watching habits and where that where that where how that became such a thing. Because it, 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 was, it was like that was that was where... I really because it was so we have Hulk Hogan to think we have in, in we have small, in a small way and I I go with the Hollywood Hogan I was imagining the the rock and wrestling cartoon head that's, version that's a good one uh, is that not what it was it probably was okay, okay. I just yeah um, in a similar like in a Ricky Bobby esque way um, <laughs> you can you cartoon Hulk Hogan uh, whatever Hulk I prefer Hollywood Hogan best. you prefer Hollywood Hogan best. yes. It was a dark time. Why did form. it look like his beard was painted on? Because it was. Okay. <laughs> it literally was. <laughs> Could the Hulkster only grow a mustache? It was. Uh, it was. It was horse hair that was glued to his face. <laughs> the The idea was the mane of a majestic horse. Mm, yes. Would 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 really? I mean, would just it would blow in the wind, and people would just be in, enamored with it. But it. Talk out. about an intimidation factor. Yes. You see that glorious mane of hair. <laughs> Just blowing in the wind. 
there's a guy with like a like a an industrial fan. yeah a small fan just that's a small even fan standing right just next blowing to it out of frame of the camera you can't see it because that would that would Wisps. shatter the illusion wisps of horse hair glued to his face so that that is like where it all began for you was that's where it all began renting uh what was it adventure time adventureland video adventure Wisconsin. was it themed they had a lion for a mascot oh um i i don't um i don't know i don't even know if it's still there i haven't been back to janesville in a in a while um there were there were other video stores and eventually eventually in high school i worked at blockbuster video <clears throat> that's where that's that was the that was the turning point that got me to where I am now. That helps, yeah. That I, was, I too have spent time in the circuit of a video store clerk. Now I I've worked in mom and pop video store, which was great, and I even worked at a blockbuster video for a season, and that was not great. I didn't enjoy it as much as the mom and pop because we pretty much had the run of the store. That's that's always that's always a nice thing. Yeah, it it, it there was really only one rule, and that was you know, nothing past PG-13. Now, I will say that we did, uh, in, a, in a fit of um, um, rebellion, play The Exorcist. Late. Oh, the only people that were in the store were, you know, in the porno section. They really didn't care. <laughs> They're way beyond The Exorcist at that point. <laughs> you can't scare those guys. No. They're, and if... It's 10.30 and they're renting dollar pornos. I am offended. <laughs> Are you? Really? Really? Okay. Play your video. I'm just going to quietly thumb through the Buttman series. I'm looking through this catalog of films <laughs> for research. But I absolutely had a blast working at that video store. And I, I had my experiences in the... Uh, neighborhood video stores because they they would pop up everywhere there was a chain of video stores called uh, video station and i would get on my bike and i would ride to the video station and it it's like a jiffy lube now or something that's how small it was uh and i would rent movies like robocop and um you know aliens and of those like a Freddy Krueger movie, you know, like I, I was really drawn to those those kinds of movies. Uh, so like, oftentimes I like to just do Google image searches of old VHS boxes because I I just it's fun to remember those images. Yep. Because that's how you would pick your movies, just staring at you, those video cassettes. You would literally judge a movie by its cover. Yes, quite literally. That's the only way to pick it out. They, they would put 50% effort into the making of the film and then another 50% into just the box this art. Is, this is pre-Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, yeah. There's no Rotten Tomatoes. You Nothing kids today are spoiled trash. with your Rotten Tomatoes yeah. and internet. Your internets. You don't even know what it's like. Yeah. But, um, so that's interesting. Um so we, we kind of have that in common. Um, I, in fact, I was working at a video store when I first saw Clerks. And I think that movie really yep. woke me a little bit. Yep. Um, I went from just casually loving the most popular movies to taking note. I'm noticing like your smaller indie type films. Yeah. And, um, and you, it's, it was just, and we, at that time, Miramax and, and others, they were just pumping out those indie movies. And now you get yeah. even more 
you know in fact you get big stars in indie movies now. i don't even yep. really know if you can consider them indie these days it's it, yeah. you could have a tom cruise in a can movie yeah it's like you know like this isn't right what about the actors that are unknown where are the they only spent 10 million on this indie movie <laughs> what's That's robert not... de niro doing in this it's not an indie movie <laughs> this, this indie movie has a 10 million dollar budget what Nobody went broke making this movie. There were two different CGI companies they used. That's it. <laughs> Just two. We didn't and they have... Didn't... Industrial Lights and Magic wasn't even on the list. Not even. Not no. even. Um, so that's that's just a little background on us i guess you're, you're gonna get to know us quite well i'm i have a feeling real well really well um so <clears throat> i thought for our first sort of segment uh it, it it isn't themed how like i think some of our features will future segments will be but i thought it might be fun to talk about uh guilty pleasure movies and a lot of times people will call a movie a guilty pleasure and i'm like screw that that movie is great and i i don't feel guilty at all about that. Yes. But so like I feel like there should be a tinge of guilt for liking the movie. Um and I think I think I've picked five pretty good ones. Five mm. pretty good ones. I I, I I I like that I like that you prefaced it with that because I'm of the same opinion simply because this and it goes it goes back to the like that that high school mentality of like if you like something that's over off the beaten path like oh you're you're weird for liking that it's like no i've always enjoyed engaging all kinds of different people in all kinds of different movies and i always hate the idea that people have feel you know this is some kind of shame for liking a movie yeah i was like there's there's i mean if i actually liked the series i would have put twilight on here because i should feel shit that's like one that i think is okay yeah. um, that you could feel shame for i've watched the first three I've watched the first <laughs> just three. the first three. I couldn't. I really you didn't watch couldn't. the second part of the third one. I I watched one, two, and three, and I don't remember what the names of them are. Yeah, uh, but the, I didn't watch the last two. I I was I you know I I thumbed my nose a little bit to those movies because the first time I saw a vampire sparkle or glitter or whatever it is they say, yeah, you know. I I don't want to make fun of somebody for liking something because you like it and that's yes. all that matters. But I, I made fun of that. I latched onto that one particular thing. It's like, no, vampires don't sparkle. No. Ponies sparkle. Ponies can sparkle. They can they can sparkle. I like a good sparkling pony. Sparkling ponies are one of my favorite things. But don't mix your vampire lore in with sparkling. No. By God. It shouldn't be. They should have long, flowing hair and earrings and leather trench coats. And look like... Like they've just come out of a misty rain. <laughs> Always not, a misty rain. Not, not wet, but like there's a <laughs> there's a bit of a glisten for some reason. I, and but I that, don't know why. That could be mistaken a for a sparkle, sheen, but it's not. A sheen, it's perhaps? a mist. It's a mist. It's just like you just like you walked out to get something from the car, and there was it was misting outside, and so you're not wet, but you are a little. <laughs> Right. So the that's, point is, you know, like yeah. vampires should sparkle. That's what they that's what they just that that misty sheen, not a sparkle. Not a sparkle. Do you know who made a good vampire? Like a really excellent vampire? Leslie Nielsen? 
Yes, Alex Winters as well. Yeah. He made a phenomenal vampire. Bill S. Preston. Yep. Now that's a vampire. Yep. In Lost Boys. He was a pretty good vampire. I guess, good I stuff. Say. Good stuff. If I had to pick a vampire movie, I think that would probably be... It's the little yeah. ringlets, the curls yeah. in his hair, I think, is what makes it so terrifying. It, because it's there's an allure. You feel <laughs> you feel invited in. Yes. Because there's a safeness to his persona, mm-hmm. and that that alluring persona lowers your guard. Yeah. And that makes you susceptible to being vampire food. <laughs> when it boils down yes. to it, yeah. Yeah, these are five movies that we enjoy. That we may also feel a bit of guilt yes. over enjoying just just a little bit. Not in that. Well, I'll admit it. I'll admit it. Yeah. There's uh, there's not a lot I won't watch. There's not a lot. I'll like, watch anything. Honestly, yeah. I, I'm I draw the line nowadays at torture porn. I just can't. Yeah, do Yeah, that's a hard one to. Get I just through. can't do it anymore. Eli Roth, stop it. Stop it. Quit. Just knock it off. And what was with the the the, the what was the Bruce Willis one? Uh, Death Wish. Oh, what was with that? That could have been so much better. No, oh, yeah, it? I didn't see it. Why was I know it not you were better? disappointed. Like you were really looking forward to that. Yeah. Movie. Why was it not better? Make yeah. it better. Eli Roth, what's up? Do it again. Erase our minds <laughs> with the Men in Black thing. The yeah. neuralizer. The neuralizer for Make sure. It again. The flashy thing that could possibly yeah. give you a tumor. And um, then do it over. That's, that's okay. We'll wait. We'll that's wait. All I'm saying. We'll, we'll wait time, right in the probably. theater. I have plenty of time for that. Yeah. Um, so, why don't you start us off with your first guilty pleasure, and uh, I I will wallow in the guilt with you. This and and we, we we should say, neither of us knows what's on these lists. Our reactions will be one hundred percent authentic and genuine. Authentic, like Mexican food at an authentic Mexican food restaurant, where white people serve you. Yes, <laughs> named Roy. I'm Roy. I'll be your server at this authentic Mexican restaurant. Let's leave. Here's a taco. Here's a taco and a chimichanga. Here's a chimichanga for you. Oh, don't touch the plate. It's hot. Jesus Christ. I can touch a hot plate. I'm an adult. All right. All right, Sugar Bear. All right. Is off. So I, I tried. I tried to go from a a, div- a diverse. Uh, I tried. I did. It'd be easy to linger in one category or another. So I tried to kind of go diverse. And the first one I went with is Crank. Oh. With Jason Statham. Now, that is a movie. That is a high-octane movie. It is a high-octane movie. And what I, I think, I think why for me it fits in the guilty pleasures is because there's a level of understanding of the movie Crank. Yeah. That goes, it's not, it's, it's below skin deep. Like, on the surface, it just looks like a really poorly made action movie where you slapped a lot of stuff together and you put Jason Statham in it who doesn't necessarily make the best choices. Yeah, immediately all the time. Jason Jason Statham headlining a movie. Yeah. You should know what you're in for. You Kicking know? and punching. <laughs> Kicking and punching. And maybe some attitude. There's the shirts coming off at some point. Probably. Which isn't necessarily a deterrent. It's, no. You know he's 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 a well he works he's, out. He's a well-built individual, and mm-hmm. uh, he's, he's a, very aerodynamic. He's a diver. He's a former diver. Apparently, used to dive. I just learned professionally. that professionally. Just I think he that. did it in the Navy. Um, but um, there is there is a layer to this movie 
where it is not necessarily mocking, but there there is a uh, there's the the comedic element of it is that it's 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 partially um, examining itself, but it's also just a reflection of the action genre and how easy it is to slap together something silly like that. And so there's a part where it's like, if you look at it just on the surface, you'd say, this is not a great movie. Why would you like this movie? The thing about the movie is it never lets, it never allows you to be bored. No. It never allows you to even take a second to try and unravel the movie. No. And that's a smart thing. You're because, just moving, moving. Yeah, constantly kicking, moving. Kicking, punching, running, batteries, and ah, high octane. I don't even know what that means. I feel like I, eight is the appropriate octane, but I don't know why. Eight out of eight on a low, on an octane scale of five. On the octane scale of five, eight is where you want the octane. <laughs> that is very that high. That might not be enough octane. It needs to be higher. <laughs> Kick it up. Nine. The scene that stands out to me is the Amy Smart scene with the, uh, where he's, I think he's having a heart attack. Yes. And uh, the... He, he just suddenly gets the idea to have sex in front of everyone. Just, we're going at it like a couple of, like a couple of randy teenagers in public. I was going to say a couple of randy rabbits. Yeah. But what's the difference, I guess? Rabbits, teenagers. And at, the, uh, at a certain point, she starts getting into it. Uh, a busload of, like, Catholic schoolgirls pulls up. Were, and, were there a bunch of Asians? Yes, they well? were. Of Isn't course, Chinatown? they were Asians. This was crank. Chinatown. <laughs> and then that, like, for whatever reason, seeing those underage girls got him like really randy. Yeah. Which is weird. We don't condone that. No, we're not. Don't. We're not about that. That Just, could be where the guilt comes into liking this. That movie. could be some of the guilt. But that was a very original movie. I know. I know they did a sequel, and I I'm sad to say I didn't see it. I own it. Of course so. you do. Yeah, that was that was another caveat that I wanted to go because I, I, I whatever extra, extra funds I have, I do pour into my movie collection. So yeah. for myself, I put I put it on myself to say, all right, if this is something I'm truly going to consider a guilty pleasure for myself, I I need to own it in some capacity digitally, pr- preferably on disc because I am. You a know, disc I only guy. own three of my five guilty pleasures. But to be fair, I don't even I, I I'm into Blu-rays now. And I don't know if a couple of these are Some even might released. Not be available. Yeah, yeah, they may not even be available. Um, so, yeah, Crank. That that's a good that's a good movie to Crank. start on. Now, the only thing you can do to slow it down at all is to keep the flow of adrenaline constant. <laughs> Meaning, if you stop, you die. Hang on. Jesus, what? Are you there? Are you okay? What did you say, Doc? If you stop, you die. Should I should I share with one of mine? I want I want to hit me with hit me with your best shot. So I'm going all in on guilty pleasures right now. It's a gambling term. <laughs> Do you ever see a little '80s comedy from Patrick Dempsey called Lover Boy? <laughs> Where if I remember correctly, and it's been a while since I've seen it, there. Yeah. The word gets out that there's Patrick Dempsey. Well, no, it's. I think they had a studlier delivery boy. And if you ordered a specific pizza, then the studly pizza boy would just show up to your house. 
uh, knowing it's a very unique, like it had to be like extra anchovies or something like that, if I remember correctly. And you were just going to get plowed by this really like, you know, fine built young Italian fellow. But for whatever reason, he's unable to fulfill his duties. He enlists Patrick Dempsey. And all the, like, middle-aged bored housewives, they just couldn't get enough of that yummy Patrick Dempsey. It's, it's like the prequel to uh, Deuce Bigelow. It really was. I know the producers of Deuce. Like, the Happy Madison himself was watching Loverboy. He probably has it, probably has it in his collection. And that's, that's one of the movies. I don't know if that's on Blu-ray. Yeah, that one might not be. I would, I would love to see that movie. And it's corny as all hell. No one would believe. I mean, you know, he did go on to be Dr. McDreamy, I believe. Yeah, he was one of the... Grey's Anatomy, yeah. Dr. Hunky guys. Um, but to me, he's always that, like, skinny, awkward uh, kid that... from those 80s movies, like Can't Buy Me Love and Lover Boy. He was always satisfying the needs of middle-aged board housewives. He was... He, he felt like the poor man's Anthony Michael Hall. <laughs> oh, um, Jesus. Just and that's but we're talking the '80s, so that's that's yes. that's yeah. There's that's, such a thing. Yes, and so it, it was. It was just like this. His his role in the '80s was to be this. He wasn't quite a a, a nerd, right? Because like right. there was really like he wasn't John Cryer. No, he was no. cooler than John Cryer. He he had a way about him. Yeah, but it was just he wasn't that. He wasn't the Andrew McCarthy. Either. I would I would argue that he's the poor man's Tom Hanks. I could see that. Yeah. I could see that. He kind of had the curly fro. He's a skinny, funny guy. Yeah. Fast talking on his feet, you know, and you could kind of see how, like, girls would be into him. You know, he's not a, he's, he's a nice looking guy. What he, what he had to do is he, he had to have a way to get his foot in the door. Because he, he wasn't, he wasn't the, the go-to guy. He wasn't, he wasn't the hunky guy. He wasn't the, he wasn't the, uh, the boss dude. <laughs> As they used to say in the eighties, he wasn't he wasn't very boss. He was a very boss. He was a, he was a bitchin' guy. Yeah, he was bitchin'. But he was. I mean, because he, he was. He was a. What he was is a quintessential nice guy. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's what he was. Nailed he was it. the nice guy. Nailed it. Which and, is Tom Hanks. Yeah. You know, if you it, can't get Tom Hanks, get Patrick Dempsey. Exactly. On the line. And you know, but that that movie, it was it was one of those flicks that would always be playing. On the afternoons on HBO or Encore or some yep. crap. And I must have watched it a million times. And I always watched it. There was not a time that I... I mean, and that that's another qualifier to me for a good guilty pleasure movie. Yeah. You, There are a lot of really good movies that I've seen once and I'm good. Yep. There are movies like Loverboy. They can't touch... They can't hold a candle to a movie that, such as Dunkirk or something like that. On a technical level, on a story, I mean, like everything else, that movie's just better. But I will watch Loverboy thirty times. Yeah, more. Uh, you know, like I'm good on Dunkirk. I don't need to see it again. It's just like comfort food. It is. I just want to sit around and get fat on Loverboy. You know, it's it's a movie. It's if it's it's Sunday afternoon, and it's it's overcast but not rainy. Yeah, and you're just kind of laying on the couch and you're flipping through channels, and uh, if UPN was still a channel. <laughs> And there was like, it's the Sunday afternoon movie, and it's Loverboy. You're like, oh. You're not, not going to watch You're going to watch it. Sure you're going you to stop you there and just roll with it. Hi. Senior pizza with extra anchovies. Great. Um, right here is fine. 
right here. Monsieur. All right, my second one, because so, so the first one's action movie. Second one I went with, and I was surveying the shelves. I was, I was looking. I had others that I, there were several in the comedy section that I could have put in there, but when I was when I was assembling this list just for our, our inaugural episode, uh, my second it's a lot of pressure on this list. There was, there was. tremendous was like, amount. There's a lot of pressure at the same time. I was like, all right, you know what? We could revisit guilty pleasures, and I could come up with five more. Oh, we will. Like well, this isn't the end of guilty pleasures. But number I've two, seen, we've seen too many. Yeah, I watch too many movies for there to not be a good number of guilty pleasures. <laughs> Some guilty, not so pleasurable. Yeah, um, that's true. Pitch Perfect is my number two. Oh no, I haven't seen any of those it's, movies. It's okay, and because you have, that's a perfect guilty pleasure. Movie. Even if you haven't seen that movie, you've seen that movie. <laughs> I love Anna Kendrick's. She is fantastic. That's part of why, like. I don't know that there's a movie Anna Kendrick could make that is not fantastic anyways. It's not possible. <clears throat> but it's one of those, like, it's it's a movie, and I've always, because I will watch anything, um, I, I've always, I've always semi-loathed the idea of chick flicks mm. because, because there's a lot of them that are fun and enjoyable, and if something gets labeled a chick flick... It's a derogatory term to is. begin with, really. I mean, just because there's a lady... At the star, it doesn't mean it. It doesn't have to be a chick flick. No, and I, I, because I, I own all three of the Pitch Perfect movies, and I, they, they really go in succession. The first is the best. The second is the second, and third, it's still fun, but it pales in comparison to the first two. Yeah. So the, those were huge hits. Man. They they were big. They were they would come out around Christmas time mm-hmm. every year, and they were it was like good counter programming to your big blockbuster. There's it's a it's a fun soundtrack to listen to because yeah. they're they're wildly talented singers. Because Anna Kendrick does um, does her own singing, she's a very good singer. <clears throat> she's a very good singer, and yeah. it's I mean it's it's a it's a cheesy little plot. You know, she goes to college. Um, she she likes to mix her own music, but it's it's mostly she's mixing other people's music. She's got all of the tools of the trade of DJing, and so she likes to make her own mashups. And so she, that's what she wants to do, and she gets roped into this acapella group. And they find out she's a fantastic singer, and she makes all these friends, and they sing, and they win a competition. And it's a, it's, it's not. Is it a zany group of friends? It is a zany group of friends. Rebel Wilson also. I can't help <coughs> enjoy Rebel Wilson. She's, she's fantastic. Pretty funny. The 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 demographics, the way that everybody fits together, it's fun. Um, I enjoy it. I, on a number of occasions, I have just when I'm going about my business of listening to the soundtracks to all three of the movies because it's just you fun. could do a lot worse. Yeah, you could do a lot worse, <laughs> a lot worse. I, I am gonna give that movie a try one of these days. It if you don't own it, you're sure to see it playing on Comedy Central, yeah. or TBS or something. It's, it's a good way to enter, like just just ease into the movie. Yes, you don't is, have to watch it from the beginning. No, and it's 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 the uh, Adam. Um, Adam Devine, he's in it as well from Workaholics. Um, he's a funny guy. He's a funny guy. Yeah. Um, so there's um, there's 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 just some there's some good fun elements there, and it's it's one of those like I I I guess it's more like I in a in a if I was normal, um, <laughs> if I was normal, who I wants probably, to be normal? Not me. Normal not. is not fun. No. <clears throat> if I was normal, 
I think I would or should feel guilty for liking this movie because it's one of those like, oh, that's a that's a chick flick. You're you should like kick and punch in movies. You're a dude. <laughs> Chuck Dudes Norris. like chick. Truck Master Two. Truck Master Two. He's kicking a truck in the face. I don't even know that a truck has a face, but we're gonna kick it right in the face. Got a grill just like a face. They 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 painted the back of the truck denim. So it appears as though the latter third of the truck is wearing a pair of jeans. That happened. That actually happened in Truck Masters 2. Watch it, I swear. And Chuck doesn't yeah, look, you're evolving into Ricky Bobby. He doesn't even care. He kicks him right in the face. I love it, man. He's a winner. He can do what he wants. He can kick him right in the face. Kick that truck right in the face. Every time. Kick him in the face, Chuck. That's fine by me. Oh, shit. My stomach's hurting, man. Yes. You know, on the subject of Anna Kendrick, to me, she she's what she's like the real, and I'm going to upset our good friend Jerry Testaverde by saying this. She is what I think people think Sandra Bullock is. She's actually achieving that. Uh, so and she deserves all of yes. that success that Sandy's getting. Andy Bullock, pound for pound, dollar for dollar. Andy Bullock is the way to go. That's all I gotta say about that. <laughs> I'm sorry. What can what can I say? I'm a Sandy Bullock fan. If I'm going to the movies and there's a Sandy Bullock movie playing, I don't even if they ask, oh, what do you want to see? It just it put me in the Sandy Bullock movie. I love them all. I love them all. The one the one where she's uh, she's on a boat. And the boat is out of control, and that the guy with the pointy face—he's the bad guy, um, William Defoe. That's the net, right? Yeah, the net. Oh, the net. That's enough. the net. Don't get me started on the net. I watched the net the other day. I'm watching this film. I'm watching this movie with Sandy, and she's she's there on the computer, and and there's all these these secret government guys, and they're on their computers too. They're like, hey, she's. What's she doing on the computer? We're watching her. And then they're like, they're chasing after her because she went somewhere on the computer she wasn't supposed to. I didn't even know you could do that. Okay, okay, Jerry. I'm sorry. Calm down, calm down. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's just, it was a very intense movie. That's all I'm saying. I'm sorry. Oh, I should have known better. Did they get Jerry started? <laughs> it happens. It happens. What can I say? Oh, but pitch perfect. Yes, uh, pitch perfect. That's a good guilty pleasure. This is hard for me to admit to you guys. I think we all know where this is going. Let's be honest. Mm. Well, for the last two years, I've had a serious gambling problem. What? What? It started when I broke up with my girlfriend. Well, there it is. Okay, my number two guilty pleasure is uh, it, 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 it stars a a big fella by the name of John Candy and it's Who's Harry Crumb. Oh, I love that movie. That is a great film. Starring Jeffrey Jones. Yes. He probably gets second billing in that movie. And he should. <laughs> and, uh, oh, and Annie Potts, was she in that? Was she? The, the, the one that was trying to, she actually had a hand in kidnapping the, the, uh, yeah. sister but you know i love 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 john candy he's so funny and he's he, at this point he's kind of just now starting to exit his box office stardom and he's starting to make you know what would be like probably considered a netflix original yeah level kind of deal 
Um, and he gets to like be different characters. Yeah. You know, he, he's, it's, it's like a naked gun kind of like, like shenanigans. Uh, he's playing it straight and he's obviously very clearly, you know, uh, he, he kind of doesn't know what he's doing. He's making it up as he goes along, but he's selling it like he knows. It's just kind of one of those deals. Uh, but are you familiar with the yes. movie? Okay. It's, it's, it's been a little while since I've watched it, but that was, that was one of the things with John Candy especially because of his exposure up to that point, he was such a presence and he was such a comedic presence that he would drive that so hard. Yeah. Um, and you, you had all the, I mean, you had Eugene Levy and a lot of, a lot of, I mean, you know, all the guys from the second city, all of his Canadian buddies, you know, Armed and Dangerous was a great movie. <clears throat> fantastic movie. Yeah. I mean, Dan Aykroyd, um, in, uh, Great Outdoors. Oh you man. Know, I mean, there's, there's just, he's, he's done a lot now, of Now there are some people I've been, that, that is a movie that people are hating on here recently. I've that's wrong. They, they try to say that that's not an 80s classic. Oh my gosh. Like, what is wrong with you? Of course that's an 80s that was, classic. That was Annette Benning's first, first movie. Is that right? That is Annette Benning's first movie. Suck on that. Yeah. <laughs> she married Warren Beatty. He was Dick Tracy, okay? <laughs> Dick Tracy's real-life wife. That was the first movie she was in. How dare you besmirch it? One of the, this, one of the things that I loved about uh, the Who's Harry Crumb was how, how he got under Jeffrey Jones' skin. Jeffrey Jones, I mean, I know that he's got some stink on him for sure, and rightfully so, but he he was just pure 80s, I don't want to say villain, but... Antagonist. Yeah, for sure antagonist. Yeah. Um, you're, you're not meant to like Jeffrey Jones ever, but... You know the the way that they would play off one another was just wonderful. I loved every every scene they had together. It was just the best. And that that was I think that was the thing about because John Candy was used to being such a presence. To me, I think what was so great about his role in that movie was that he was the straight man. Like he worked so well when somebody else was his straight man because mm-hmm. he was such a funny guy. Yeah. That by it was almost like that stretched him further because. He wasn't the one necessarily dictating the laughs. It was somebody's reaction to him that was driving a lot of the comedy that really, I think, that's to me, that's one of those roles for John Candy where it's like he was a comedic presence, yeah, but it was so different than anything else he had played up to that point. Yeah, I, I really miss John Candy a lot. I, I hate that his career sort of took a nosedive towards the end. Um, it, it's like almost as soon as the eighties ended, his career ended and, you know, but he, he just seemed like a really nice, sweet guy. The, the, the switch. He's Canadian. He is. Those <laughs> Canadians, some of them are okay. <laughs> Actually a large number of Canadians are great. They, yeah. I'm just going to go ahead and say Michael it. J. Fox. Great Canadian. Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds. Just just the perfect specimen of superb. Canadian. Superb. Mike Myers. Yes. The comedian. Jim Carrey. Yes. Should I just stop right there? No. No. <laughs> More Canadians. I'm running low on Canadians. I know there are others. Catherine O'Hara. Okay, we're starting to dip a little bit. Now, I love Catherine O'Hara. She's great. Joe Flaherty. Okay, I'm going to stop you right there. <laughs> Dave Thomas, not the founder of Wendy's. Not the founder of Wendy's, yeah. Different Dave Thomas. Rick Moranis, Rick back on Moranis. the uptick. 
back on the uptick. No, but, uh, you know, it, it's, it's such a silly movie, and I believe that's the other movie I was referring to. I don't think that's on Blu-ray. It could be. And if it is, it's in a collection of... It's, it's in a collection with uh, the... Uh, what was Only the Lonely... Delirious. Delirious, right. <laughs> Not yep. the classic John Candy movies, but... Movies that are good for a laugh. Yes. But not as, not, not, you know, it's top five movies. No. Not as best, but still solid John Candy comedy. Harry Crumb. You know, Mr. Downing, I have a lot of experience in these matters. And over the years, I've developed a theory about private detectives. They're slime. And without exception, they are lazy, stupid, cowardly, arrogant, and thoroughly incompetent. It's just a theory. <laughs> What's your third? All right, third. All right, switching up genres again. I'm trying to take it into another genre. You put a lot more thought into your list than um, I did mine. I've got, well, I went straight comedy on my first it's, two. It's, it's, I was, it was just like, okay, I had a lot of comedies. <laughs> Because um, because comedies those are the ones it's like it's either funny or it's not. All of my and movies are comedies. I'm telling you right, right now. It's <laughs> all right. These the, well see this this one this one is it's a horror movie. Oh, but there's there's definitive there's a lot of bad horror movies. There's out a lot there. of bad horror movies. <laughs> this one, <clears throat> I, Freddy versus Jason. That's a good one. Freddy versus Jason because it uh, it was probably about two months ago. I went through the entire Jason series, Friday the 13th, all the way up through Freddy versus Jason, and the Friday the 13th remake they made a couple years ago. And after you've gone through the first 10 Friday the 13th movies, and you yourself want to just start killing teenagers yeah, just because, you're just like, oh gosh, let me have a crack I want to it. kill all teenagers Some now so that they can stop making oh. these. Yeah, th- but, those movies, they, it didn't need to be that. There didn't need to be that We that didn't many. need 10 installments. He could have stopped in space. He, he could have stopped before he went to Manhattan. Which <laughs> probably should have. I'm leaving the camp and I'm going to get on a boat and I'm going to ride to Manhattan because that makes sense. <laughs> also, Jason Voorhees sounds like Sling Blade. Yes. <laughs> Billy Bob Thornton. <laughs> so bad. I like the way you talk. <laughs> Why are you running from me? Come uh, back here and take a look Get back here, boy. I just want to show you. Started screaming, what'd you kill Jesse for? What'd you kill Jesse for? <laughs> so I figured she liked it. So I killed her too. That's uh, my blade. Uh, That's pretty um, good. But, so, Freddy versus Jason, to me, was, it was a fresh revival of both franchises. It was. It was, Did that have Kane Hodder in it? Was he Jason in that? Um, I can't remember if he revised it, his role. I think he may have because they that went... might have been the last one. I think that was the last one because they went with a different guy in Jason X. Because I think yeah. he was... I think he played Jason the most. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Um, well, that's... He was the zombie version of Jason, yeah. basically, right? Yeah. I'm oh, um, sorry. Go on. No. It, it was just... It was... It was, a, it was a fun new take on... Because uh, when they would go installment after installment after installment on both the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise and the Friday the 13th franchise, every time, you know, you get to the end of the movie, there's the big fight, you know, with Freddy or Jason, and then you got to defeat them, and then there's the twist, you're like, oh, but they're not really gone. 
because the we, second scare. Because we're gonna make another movie next year, and yeah. we need a way to keep going. Yeah. So it was. It was. You a, know the formula by oh now. Oh my gosh, they have beat that dead horse to the point into where the ground. And, even more dead horse. It's glue at this point. Yes. <laughs> they're just, they're literally beating just a glue. <laughs> it doesn't even make sense what they're doing. They, there was a lot of care to that movie, I feel like. They respected both franchises. Yes. And, and the thing I liked about that movie is both Freddy and Jason really had their shots. Yeah. It wasn't a one-sided thing. And you're like, how could, how could Jason possibly beat Freddy? Because... You know, uh, he's you know he he he's not even he's just like a figment of different planes of existence. Yeah, right, right. He's not Dream even world, real world. I, and I, what I what I liked was I like you know in order for Freddy to come back, he used Jason to scare the kids. That was a good touch. That was that was a cool. What I liked then was that the kids turned around. And they used Jason to go after Freddy yeah. to to for the big third act fight between the two of them, and I, I what I what I really I, I really I, I dug the scene when they're out there and Freddy's he's cutting off the caps of all those uh, CO two things yes, yeah and they're firing at him right and, and Jason's just it was like just that back oh, and it was forth badass man. that was like this is this is in a horror movie with these two iconic villains. This is a legitimately excellent scene. Similar, real close to that scene, I liked when they first pulled Freddy out and he yep. realized he wasn't in the dream plane yep. anymore. And he's like, he's so physically mismatched, yep. you would think. But I mean, because here's Robert England, is this sort of pretty frail guy. He's a, but he's in there mixing it up with Jason yep. at first. Yep. So, and then like they got the rock and music playing. Like, that is an excellent movie. That's a good pick. Yeah. I was like, you know, it's one of those where it's like, it's, it's still got, you got, the Robert England cheesy comedy lines. How sweet dark meat. Yes. Yeah. That perfectly politically correct. <laughs> you know. He's nothing if he's not politically he's, correct. He, of all of the major horror villains, he is probably the most PC. <laughs> he's the most woke. Yes. <laughs> and that's mainly because a lot of the other ones don't talk. So you're the one everyone's afraid of? Get real. You're not even scary. You're not even scary. I mean, you got these teensy weensy little things, and Jason has got this big old thing. Like, gotta follow that. Okay. Yes, you do. Um, so. My next movie stars a guy who has just been kicked and beaten down a lot recently. And that's Adam Sandler. And the movie that I love, love, love is That's My Boy. I watched that movie so many times. And it is it is right in the middle of like the, the toxic dump of Adam Sandler uh, character movies. You know, this is before, before the Netflix deal. You know, he's doing... Uh, he's doing That's My Boy. He's doing The Zohan, which I think is funny, too. But That's My Boy. I, th- he and Adam Sam- Andy Samberg have such good chemistry with one another. They really do. They I, really I do. love those two guys together. And, you know, obviously, when you when you make a movie with Adam Sandler, you're like family. It's like yeah. m- the mob. He's going to just keep bringing you back. You're a good earner. 
<laughs> and Andy Samberg is he he really brought young blood into that yeah. Adam Sandler universe. Uh, and I love seeing Steve Buscemi and and whatever, but I, I really enjoyed seeing him in that movie. And he was they they play so well together. Vanilla Ice. Vanilla Ice was great. I, I love I, I I just really enjoyed the kid the concept of the kid star growing up and, yeah. and how, what they become. Yep. I just really enjoyed the Donnie story. Like, what was it? It was Ian Michael, uh, what's his face from 90210? And uh, yeah. I can't think of this. What was his I name? Am Ziering. Was, yeah, I am Ziering. I am Ziering. There you go. <laughs> he's like, I haven't seen this movie and, and it's been 20 years. <laughs> but he's just, he was this really popular kid. Yeah. And he's, he's just like, you know, down to nothing. When, and there was a great cameo with uh, what's his face, the coach, uh, who was the oh, oh gosh, uh, oh what was his name, Rex Ryan, where you, I don't know if you're much of a sports, I know you're a baseball, baseball guy, guy, but yeah. he, he was the coach of the Bills, and he it was, oh yeah I know what you're talking yeah. yeah he was talking about Tom yeah. Brady and he had a like yeah. a poster he was getting rough with Tom Brady's poster he's like easy <laughs> with the Tom Brady he's like check out that beard. Just the right amount of scruff. It was like how only in an Adam Sandler movie can you pull a, a Rex Ryan in yep. and deliver these great lines. I, I just I love Adam Sandler and it's with the, with the new comedy special that he's released. I hope that we're going to see a, another wave of greatness. A right? Yeah, a resurgence of the Sandman. I I agree, and especially when you when you because you could put that movie up against Pixels. I think. Yeah. Because there's a there's a similar thread there where he was this superstar video game kid, grows up to be installing. He's always a whiz kid. Yeah, he's he's always a greater Even in grown ups he was like a whiz like basketball. Like, I'm player. the best at this. It's like, yeah. Yeah, are you really yeah. at him? Hmm. I do like in Pixels though, there was that running joke where he went to MIT, but it turned out to be like some Mississippi institute. Yes. <laughs> But I thought I thought that that's my boy because for the longest time I, I I didn't refuse to watch it. I just yeah. never got around to seeing it. And then I finally intentionally made myself sit down. I was like, well, oh, watch. I was like this is a fan. Like it, it got it got a lot of uh, it took a lot of flack. I think just for you know like oh it was the premise of this this uh, was he middle school? He was a middle schooler, wasn't he? Or was, yeah, well, the the whole premise was is he had sex with his, with his um, teacher. Yeah, his his hot smoking hot yeah. teacher or whatever, and he gained some fame for that. Like that's yeah. how he became famous. He wasn't like a TV star. Yeah, he's just like if you can imagine somebody becoming so insanely famous for just sleeping with like their hot, you know, and, and like she ends up going to jail, and it turns out to be Susan Sarandon. Great, I love that. Yeah, there's bit. I don't I don't know if people in reality can can totally wrap their minds around someone becoming famous simply for having sex with another person. <laughs> it's so twisted. And that being... <laughs> like, the, like that person then wouldn't be the gateway for the rest of her fam- that person's family to have a show where they still all don't do anything. I'm not talking about the Kardashians. Um, this is <laughs> I wasn't even thinking something that. completely different. Not even thinking that. No, but it's totally like plausible for yes. that. You know, it, there's just too many, too many shows, too many hours but, of internet <clears throat> like programming to fill. But but yeah, Andy was the love child of that fateful day, I guess. And uh, you know, I love it too because you know he he grew up uh, fat and he he hated it. You know, he hated his dad. Oh, the back tattoo. He had. 
Yeah, <laughs> new kids. <laughs> it was so funny. And then what was the back tattoo? It was like tattoo. I got a tattoo of yeah. tattoo, and, he, and he's got he's doing that Adam Sandler voice. You know, he he can't resist doing his little voices. Um, but it's just a great movie, and I watched it a bunch. I own it. Uh, I, I could watch it right now. I own that one as well. I think That's... I will just stop and we'll watch yes. that movie at the moment get back to you guys. Even though this is happening in real time for you, yes, person riding in your car, um, we we just watched pause. it. We just finished watching it. <laughs> Even better than I remembered. It was fantastic. Well, maybe you don't remember, but you were basically the worst parent ever. Me? I did everything for you, buddy, and I never gave you an ounce of shit about nothing. You never gave me nothing. I gave you a snake. Yeah, and then it died after it ate all your quaaludes. That was the only time anybody's ever seen a King Cobra laugh. And I take pride in that. Okay, that's my number three, Adam. What, three. what do you have right. for number four? Uh, number four. This one, I I did I did a little um, searching because I, I got to I was going through my list and I filled in the last one first. Okay. Um, and these aren't necessarily in any particular order, but I yeah, mine put, either. I put this at the the this the number five. I filled that one in first. So this is the first one you put so officially this, down. This this number four, my number four. I was looking at my list and it was my last spot to fill. And I had an action movie, I had a comedy, I had uh, a horror movie, and so I was like, "All right, let me what's let me see if I can find a drama. Oh. Let me find a drama because it's okay. not you, you don't think of that a lot of times. Is drama. this does it take place in a courtroom? I hope. Uh, it, is there any part of it? Uh, Damn, I was court, hoping for it. the court of public appeal. Ooh, good one. I will say that. Um, and this one, I I I, I want to qualify. It's a guilty pleasure for me simply because. I don't watch it only at one time of the year. I will watch it any time of the year and repeatedly. Okay. It's it's a wonderful life. Oh, <clears throat> that's a classic. It's a it's a classic. Yeah, it's, that's a I, surprise I, guilty pleasure. It's I qualify it for because it's one of those like it's in in the pantheon of today's Christmas movies. Yeah. Like it used to be at Christmas time. Like there either they showed Christmas Vacation once. <laughs> They showed Rudolph once. Yeah, you know they would show these movies one time, and you could watch it. <clears throat> now it's just a Christmas story. And now, like, and it, like weeks ago, the channels were releasing their holiday movie schedule where they oh, were showing that. these, showing the same like Elf eight times a day, and you're like, yeah. I love the movie. I do, yeah. Not eight times a day. Yeah, that's a bit much. That's a lot. Yeah. And I listened to the song um, "It's Not Unusual" by Tom Jones. <laughs> A hundred times in a row once. <laughs> you really did. I did that. So watching, it's sort of madness. But... Watching Elf eight times in one day. Yeah. It's the equivalent. A li- it's a little much, even for me. Yeah. So it's it's when I was like, we, we just got inundated with these Christmas movies. And I watch, I mean, I watch Christmas movies all year round, all the time. Make um, you feel good, man. The Santa Claus is in my top six movies of all time. And I will gladly admit that any day of the week. But I was, I was going through and I was like, this movie... It's one of those is like it doesn't get as much play anymore, because yeah. it's an older one. It is. It's a it's a classic, and so there's there's an element where it's like you know it's it's more I I, I would qualify it more like kids today would would not have any appreciation for how great this movie is. So that's it's it's a guilty pleasure in that respect in so much that and I'll watch it I'll watch it in May. I'll put it. And I was like, you know what? I'm gonna watch. I'm gonna watch Frank Capra's "It's a Wonderful Life." I love Jimmy Stewart. Anyways, mm. I watch Jimmy Stewart all day long. 
<clears throat> so I, it was, it's one of those where it's like the, the whole movie from start to finish, it feels like it's from just a bygone era that people don't have as much of appreciation for. Because it is. It, it's not. It's, one, a, it's like from another planet now. It's, all, <laughs> it's not even in color. No. I can't watch it's this two, movie. Two shades black and white. Yeah. I'm just going to go watch. I'm going to go play my Game Boy. Yeah. <laughs> if I want to do that madness. It's like, what this? I, why would I even do this? Why would I watch a movie that's only black and white that's two colors? Stupid. And they're it's not even colors by scientific definition. <laughs> just, just, just shades. That's how most kids would say that. Yeah. But so, uh, it's, uh, there's, there's... Your kids, are, so do they have an appreciation for It's a Wonderful Life? The, even, even, uh, there are a lot you have of two young. You have, you have young kids. I have young kids, yeah. and... They we've watched we've watched a good number of '80s movies. They we watch we watch Home Alone three times a month, every month <laughs> at least. It's a really good movie. We love we, we so we love my Christmas tree has been up since November of 2016. Just never took it down. It has been up every day for the last two years. Um, it is always Christmas at my house. Yeah, and I have a mach- I have a machine that makes hot cocoa. Ooh. And so I will celebrate Christmas things all the time. You're and you're always in the mood for Christmas. I treat every day like Christmas. It's a it's good way to be. One man. of the three rules of the Code of the Elves, and I follow it justly. <laughs> so it's a wonderful life for me. Is it's one of those like uh, my it's uh, my my mom's favorite. Or one of her favorites is is White Christmas, and I, I I like that one. I'll still watch that one. From and she's a big It's a Wonderful Life fan. That's probably where I get it from. <clears throat> it's one of those like I'll watch it anytime, and I think that's why because I will, because I don't reserve it just for oh. I'm that's what makes this. it a perfect guilty pleasure yeah. because you would have to explain yourself almost yes. if you were watching that movie, just enjoying it, yeah. drinking your cocoa, and someone were to like look in, peek into your house. They're like, you know it isn't Christmas, right? Why? The the gall that you would have to watch this movie. The unmitigated gall. The unmitigated gall. (laughs) You can't watch this movie and it not be Christmas time. You're crazy. The sheer audacity. Just way too indulgent, sir. I am disgusted with your (laughs) very person. Uh, but I like that, man. I like that you you know what you know what you like. You know what makes you happy. And by God, you're gonna pop that in, man. And I I I, I might watch it right now. Is we, there a commentary track for that movie? You know, I don't know if there is. I don't know. I've never watched it with a commentary. Obviously, track. Jimmy Stewart's not gonna be doing that. But wouldn't it be great to have a commentary track? For it that? would be great to have somebody just do a Jimmy Stewart commentary track. I would love to have Jim Carrey do a like a Jimmy Stewart impersonation commentary. That would track. be fantastic. Oh, I would buy that movie. I would three want, times. Yeah. I would a buy it on pack. every format possible. Yeah, three pack of the same movie. <laughs> Bert, do you know me? Know you? <laughs> you kidding? I've been looking all over town trying to find you. I saw your car piled into that tree down there, and I thought maybe you... Hey, your mouth's bleeding. Are you sure you're all right? What you... <laughs> My mouth's bleeding, Bert! My mouth's bleeding! Zuzu's pedals! Zuzu... There they are! Bert! What do you know about that? Merry Christmas! All right, so should we move on to... What's, uh, all right, your number my, four. My number four... This feels just, it, it reeks, it smacks of guilty pleasure, but it's so funny. 
and it's Let's Go to Prison. Oh, yes. The Dax Shepard, Will Arnett. Uh, you th- That movie shouldn't be funny. Trying to bride? It has, yes, he's great. Ah, Pisces. He, I, I just love, because he, he was the cook in Still Waiting to, and he had some yes. of the greatest monologues. <laughs> the wisdom. But, uh, you know, so but let's go to prison. Dax Shepard, it's, it's not cool. It's not... If you're a, if you consider yourself a movie fan, you shouldn't be praising Dak Shepard. You really shouldn't. But the guy, no. give it to him. He's a funny guy. He he uh, he really. I think he's an underrated comedic guy. He's really underrated. Did he? Does he have a, so, an association with Jackass or something like that? Um, I he was uh, he was one of the guys that was in on the first season of Punked. I think okay. that was the first frame of reference I had for Dax Shepard. Something undercut his credibility early on in his career. And he, he, I mean, he's doing everything he can. He married Kristen Bell. He's doing it all. And he's trying really hard. And most of his movies are pretty funny. I, I Writing, really directing. Yeah. Yeah. What was the hit and run movie? It was pretty good. Uh, I think that was, that might have been his directorial debut. But yeah, he wrote, directed, starred. Chips. And, Chips, I, I I own Chips, but I haven't Chips watched a, it yet. Chips is a funny movie. It's a it's a it's a goofy. It's a it's a similar kind of, you know, you know that was iconic for him growing up. So oh, yeah. he, was, he wanted to be the guy that made. It's kind of movie. like a, a passion project yeah. kind of deal. But you know what? As as funny as Dax Shepard is, and as funny as Will Arnett, Will Arnett is, <clears throat> is just that weaselly entitled you know baby who gets you know, he's come up in some jail, is Michael Shannon's performance as Leonard, the uh, white supremacist, uh, crazy person. I love, love, I'm, I'm saying love Michael Shannon. Michael Shannon played a crazy person? <laughs> he's so well-adjusted, or you would think. No, but he's, it's the first time I probably ever saw Michael yeah. Shannon in anything and didn't realize it was Michael Shannon because he didn't really come onto my radar until... Um, uh, oh gosh, what was the show on HBO? Uh, oh, about uh, Jersey, oh, uh, I, yeah, it, 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 um, Empire, Boardwalk Empire, Boardwalk Empire. Yeah, he played like the FBI, the crazy FBI agent. He played someone crazy <laughs> again. Who can who would think? Why would he be playing <clears throat> crazy characters if he would ever play anybody that wasn't crazy? I would think that's crazy, but yeah. I, I just there. There's so many little nuanced performances in Let's Go to Prison. You just can't help but love that movie. It is so good. I've watched it a ton of times. And I can't see a rubber ducky without thinking of, you know, uh, what's this? What, what was Charlie McBride. Yeah, I can't think. He's so good in that movie. He That, that really is, because they, they can, I mean, those guys, I mean, because it was, that was really before Will Arnett was a, total household name too. well it's before he started doing voice a lot of yeah. good voiceover work like you know bojack and yeah. batman and before people really recognized him as some kind of comedic force. he was just amy poehler's husband yeah i can't you know like i always i always felt he was sort of riding the coattails of amy poehler's yeah. success he was okay in the figure skating movie with will uh you know will uh will uh, ferrell. ferrell but i i just i didn't love the guy yeah uh, th- this kind of like started. I started thinking he was a funnier character because he showed he showed that he had some range. Like he he became likable in that movie. Yes. And Will Arnett's not supposed to be likable. He's always supposed to be the douche. Sully. Sully, you toad. <laughs> babe, no, wait. No, babe. 
No. Babe, no. <laughs> Goodbye. Babe, wait. Babe, wait. Babe, wait. Babe. Babe, wait. Babe. Babe. Babe, wait. Babe, no. Babe, no. Babe, no. Babe. He's he's got a few minutes. Like he just like he took a you know he took a lunch break and filmed his scenes. Yes. In Hot Rod, but they're so memorable. He's so great, and that's Will Arnett at his at his best. It's an illusion, Michael. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Arrested Development. How could I forget about that? And he's he's just great as Joe. <laughs> so funny. Uh, but yeah, let's go to prison. I, you know, I, it's not a movie that a lot of people are gonna go to go uh, to bat for, but I will. Probably not even a movie a lot of people have even necessarily seen. It was yeah, one of those kind of. Um, I, don't, I don't even know when it would have been released. You know, in, within the year, like if it was one of those, is it a February release? Probably. A, yeah. It's, it just forgotten came out and was forgotten immediately. But and it was. It was a funny movie. It was a genuinely funny movie. Well, it, it was my buddy Jay, 4KJ, who turned me on to it. He's like, you seen Let's Go to Prison? That is hilarious. He brought the DVD over one day. We were watching it. Drunk a little bit. It helped. But <laughs> it, it's, it, it has so many hilarious quotable lines yes. in that movie. And I, I really appreciate movies that allow me to, to, to quote. Like, do that shorthand with your friends. The quoting back and forth. That is a fantastic language to be able to speak. Yeah, so thank you, Let's Go to Prison, for giving me that. Yes. You want to go out tonight? Me and some of the guys were thinking about going down to the laundry room, drinking some toilet wine, and beating up some of the new guys. Or we could just stay in and drink toilet wine here. We never go out anymore. And that's my fourth movie. What's your fifth and final? All right, picture? number five. And I uh, I cheated a little bit because this is a twofer. You're getting a twofer. Okay, getting a bonus. It was it was almost three packaged into one. I'll allow it. But this is this is a twofer. Okay. Because I own both of these. They're the Rift Tracks versions of these oh. films. Oh. Samurai Cop and Birdemic. And these are I, well, the third one I almost included was The Room. I don't have. There's not a Rift Tracks version of the room. Oh gosh. But they're just. There isn't. No, they have a Rift Tracks for it, but they don't. These are these are. I I have the DVD of Birdemic with their live performance where they're doing Rift Tracks, and Samurai Cop. I have the Blu-ray of where their track is embedded on it, and these are fantastic. You're going to be carrying movies. the load on this one because I don't think I've seen either movie. They are fantastically <laughs> horrible oh, movies. God. I love those types of movies. Oh my gosh, Birdemic. A Birdemic, I Miami I, Connection type movies. Oh yes, <laughs> I, I when I watched Birdemic, it was available on Amazon Prime, uh, and which they frequently have riff tracks movies, and yeah. a, a lot of times it will For go sure. there. And, Check your Amazon Prime guys yeah. if you have a Amazon Prime uh, subscription. There's tons and tons of really worthy content. They like, really worthwhile. beefed it up. Yeah, and um, one of one of the things uh, another buddy. Uh, mine, Jack, who also works at the place where we work, mm-hmm. um, he turned the muffler me, store. Yes, Meineke. <laughs> we work for Meineke Break Center. We do logistics. The one in Shepherdsville. Yep. Um, JustWatch.com. So take a pause to plug a couple of. Uh, JustWatch.com is one of my favorites. It allows you to search 
for movies, TV shows, where they are streaming. Yeah. A number of times I've been looking for something. You'll find a lot of stuff on Amazon Prime. I'm, I'm in the habit of, there's an app also that yes. you can download for your phone. Um, and, and for a little while, I, I, you told me about it at, at Meineke when we were changing, changing, doing a tire rotation. Tire rotation. <laughs> um, hey, Adam, what's the name of that, that service that you use? Just watch. Uh, now, I got to get back to this lube job on this Ford motor vehicle that I'm working on at Meineke. Oh, we sure are knowledgeable of motor vehicles. Automobiles. I know all the ins and outs of automobiles. <laughs> Wankel rotary engines. <laughs> I know I'm like the back of my hand. Oh, but I, I really do appreciate a new tool. Like, like IMDb changed my life. Yes. So anytime I can get some sort of new um, service or application uh, to, to make my movie-going life easier, and that there's so many streaming services nowadays, yeah. uh, it, it, it really is an invaluable tool. So it, that's it, a good plug. Yes. Send us money just Check once. <laughs> Send us some cash and an envelope, unmarked non-sequential bills. Uh, that, that's key. That's important. Yes, that is very important. We, we cannot be pegged no. down. No. Cannot be placed. I know about money laundering from sources that are legal. Movies. Uh, but so Sam, Samurai Cop. Yeah, okay. Samurai Cop features uh, the, the beefy-chinned Robert Zadar. Um, if you if you ever Google Robert, he has he's a ginormous chin. He was also he was in a number of really horrible eighties movies. Mm. Um, Speaking to me, speaking my language. This this movie, um, it's just from the start to finish is just the quintessential Mystery Science Theater three thousand riff tracks horrible movie. I mean, scene after scene, things don't make sense. They're trying to stop this this samurai cartel from you know they're just they're killing people blowing stuff up and none of it makes any sense interesting that it's samurai and not ninja yeah and the guy that's a samurai cop he's just a white dude with long hair (laughs) and like it's it's not uh christopher lambert is it no but this guy couldn't even play christopher lambert's understudy Okay. The they did do a sequel to Samurai Cop, aptly titled Samurai Cop Two, which featured Tommy Wiseau of the Room. Oh no! So that's the direction they took the franchise in wow. the second installment. That's but, true. Um, that's, that's bold. They they were doing some some of the things the behind the scenes. I watched a couple of interviews with the guy that starred as the Samurai Cop. I wish I could remember his name off the top of my head. I feel like his name was Mitch, actually. Mitch? Um, I feel like he was Mitch. Different Mitchell. Mitch than we were initially Not talking to. Not that Mitch? Okay. Different Mitch. Okay. There are two Mitches. This is the second Mitch. Okay. Um, I'm not even sure that that reference will be in the final episode. <laughs> Mitch, you know who you are. Mitch, you know. You know. You know. Um, but uh, they, they filmed the movie, and he cut his hair for another movie, and they had to come back to do reshoots. So they put a wig on him, and the wig looks really bad. You can tell the scenes where he's wearing a wig. An obvious wig. There's a great car chase with this ugly van that's just absolutely horrible. One of the guys, one of the guys is his partner, the samurai cop's partner, is black guy. I love that sentence. <laughs> like there were what they they had scenes. They're like he came to the the director's office, and like hey, I need to film you laughing. We need your laugh for these scenes. 
So he's standing in the guy's office, and they film him laughing. Wait, is this it, in the movie? It's in. He gets this. They cut that and put it into parts of the movie. Wow! In this Did they guy's, even pay attention oh, to what they put out there? It was so. It's just. It's perfectly <laughs> oh, horrible. God. And Birdemic is the same way. Birdemic, oh. there's. You get. I mean, you're like an hour into the movie before there's any talk of, and the birds are all CG. Oh no! And they're horrible. Oh, horrible. They might as well have just gone with plastic birds on the Oh, it's, it, that would have been so much better. Um, <laughs> you always got to go practical, people. The the guy, it's, I mean, it, it's it's truly a sight to be seen. Um, Birdemic. I, Birdemic. There was a sequel to that one as well I have not seen, but hmm. you could watch the movie in and of itself and laugh at it because it's so bad. Right. I highly recommend the riff tracks. Oh, yeah. Because... It's... It is, I mean, like, the, everything, I'm, I might even have to watch that one tonight, just because I'm thinking about it, it's like, it's so horribly funny. I hope that people are, who are actually watching this, in this deep into the podcast by now, you, you're you like us, most likely. Riff yes. Tracks, you know how good that is. It's fantastic. They, they, it's just this, uh, they add this extra layer of goodness. You know what it is? It's like, it's like a Reese's peanut butter cup. It's delicious. Yes. But then you is. add in the outrageous like minis, like the Reese's pieces in the yes. center. They're, they're the Reese's pieces in the yes. center of the Reese's peanut butter cup. Yes. They make it so much better. It is it is pretty fantastic. Yeah. Plus you get the you get the uh, the shorts that they'll do at the beginning of the live ones. Um, like I want to say the guy's name is Norman. No, I'm not sure. Yeah. I'll speak to that. Those are those are good too. It just makes me, it makes me wistful. I'm wistful right now. Thinking about those shorts. Oh, how wistful you are. You're like the, Norm McDonald if there is, wistful. If there is a wistful meter, <laughs> off the charts. blowing off the meter. Yeah. It would not be uh. recognizable by a standard wistful meter. <laughs> they would have to reconvene. They would have to calibrate <laughs> to a new level of wistful. Come on, Joe. Joe not owning a waterbed is the least realistic thing in this movie. <laughs> I'm happy I could repeatedly pound you. What'd you think of that mock male rape? I love it. All right, so should we move that's on to my uh, your, final? That's your number five. That's my number five. So let's let's I want let's close it. Bring it on home. <laughs> so you you had a Christmas movie in in your list. I, too, have a Christmas movie in my list, and it is the wonderfully hilarious and action-packed Jingle All the Way, starring Arnold Schwarzenegger and Anakin Skywalker. Young Anakin Skywalker. And Phil Hartman. Yes. And Tom Hanks' wife. What's her face? I can't ever remember her name. Rita Wilson. Rita Wilson, thank you. That movie... And Sinbad. And Sinbad, for God's sakes. How could I forget Sinbad? Sinbad? Sinbad got, like... I got Sinbad three people after Young Anakin Skywalker. That's that's shameful Sinbad. of me. Shame on me. Uh, that movie gets so much crap, and I always enjoyed that movie very quietly, very privately. I would watch that movie, and I own it. And I anytime it's on, I'm watching it. It's Turbo Time. It's I Turbo Time. I can love Arnold Schwarzenegger. I am a huge Arnold Schwarzenegger apologist. There was nothing bigger for me in the 90s than Arnold Schwarzenegger, and a lot of people, too. Not just me. So he could do no wrong. I was there for Last Action Hero. I watched it. I think I went to see it twice. Great movie. Almost put it on my uh, guilty pleasures list. But I say no to that because you shouldn't be ashamed of it. You should not be ashamed of that movie. Now, there there are certainly some things about Jingle All the Way that you could feel some shame for watching, I guess. 
uh, Jim Belushi, I guess, is one thing. He plays a bootleg Turbo Man Santa. And by the way, I just love that scene too, because it posits a world where there is an underground, uh, like a, a, just a seedy pre underground. Web. Yes. It's pre-dark web. Of Santas. And and that one Santa's this gigantic wrestler. Paul White. Is that his name? Who's the big show, Paul oh, White. Yes, the big show. Thank you. Who's great, by the way. Yes. If you've ever I've heard him on podcasts every now. He's really funny. But yeah, so there's him, there's there's little there's little Vern Santas, Troyer. Vern Troyer. He was the little Santa. And and it's like the thing that makes the movie enjoyable to me is I really do think that everyone's in on how what this movie is supposed to be. I don't think anybody making that movie thought they were making a great, great movie. No. They all just seem to be enjoying themselves. In these cookies. Mm. <laughs> like oh, this. Phil. Phil Hartman. He just kept going to those cookies. Oh, God. And some people would say that that's probably Phil Hartman's worst movie, like worst performance. And he's really not that funny in it, I guess. <coughs> it, it really is all about Sinbad and Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, it, it's a great movie. I love it to death. I, you know, it, it fits the bill of Guilty Pleasure. The, uh, the, what, what I, what I, I loved about that movie, especially the timing of that movie, was that movie set in Minneapolis. I Is grew, it? I, grew, I didn't know that. I grew up in Minnesota because they spend oh Mall of America. They spend a portion of time in the Mall of America. Right, right. It, when he's in the scene where they're giving out the rubber balls mm-hmm. to try and determine who gets a Turbo Man, that was at the KB Toy Works at Mall at the Mall of America. So you have a little bit of a connection to this movie. I would go to that every time we went to the Mall of America. The KB Toy Works is where I would go to get my Spider-Man action figures. I would save my lawn mowing money. Nice. So when I saw that. Because that and D2, The Mighty Ducks, we, I was there the day they were filming it. Every time you walked into the entrance of the Camp Snoopy, which was at the center of the mall, the, the uh, um, amusement park in the center of Mall, mall of America, they, uh, they had signs saying, we're filming Mighty Ducks 2 today. If you walk in here, you're accepting the responsibilities of being in that movie. So when I saw that, I was like, that's, that's the toy store that I go and get my action figures at. Amazing. I was like, I feel like I was in this movie. So it's, I've always loved that just because of that connection to it. It's like I, when, he's, when he's, the ball's bouncing down the, the, um, the escalators into the ball pit where the, there's a the little girl. It's like, I know exactly where he's at. This is... It's like how I feel when I watch Stripes. And exactly. I know every location they're driving around in yep. stripes. Like I, I know where they are. It's fin- it's fantastic. We look out of where we work, uh, at, at the Quiznos. Exactly. And right outside the window at Quiznos, we can see the bridge that exactly. Bill Murray stops on. It's awesome. So um, that's really cool. That's an interesting anecdote to bring to this. That is, and uh, it's almost like we planned it, but we didn't. We didn't. We absolutely did not coordinate that. None of this. <laughs> and. I, I can enjoy that movie even more now as a parent of a... But here's the thing. The only thing I can relate it to, like, because it, it's, it's intended to be, in my mind, it's, it's the Elmo, Tickle Me Elmo. Yep. It, it's all about the toy that the kid has to have. And, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger underestimates how difficult it's going to be to get the Turbo Man. And just the entire movie is just this, like, scene, they're running... And he's is Sinbad is the the post office employee who's who's, you know I don't even know if he has a kid. Isn't that crazy? Is it ever it's, revealed that I he even has implied. a kid? It's implied. Yeah, that... well he has to have a kid, but 
be really, really, really awkward if he's <laughs> I really wanted to toy for myself. Well, he could have just be selling it on eBay or That's something. That's true. He could uh, be one of those guys. But, you know, like a Nintendo classic, like those NES yep. classics, how impossible they were to get. Camping out. Uh, I, I was working in a mall when uh, the Beanie Babies were a ginormous thing. And grown adults, grown-ass men with jobs and mortgages and children... Are driver's licenses. They have driver's licenses. They've paid taxes. Yes. They're they're just clamoring. They're doing everything they can. They're giving out. They're doing the lottery. They're playing the lottery for the right to buy a beanie baby. And a sack of beans shaped <laughs> like an animal. <laughs> and and KB Toys when whenever they would, you know, whenever it was revealed that they were going to be getting like four tickle me Elmos, they would have a lottery outside. You know, I worked in a a food place like a you know one of the eateries in the food court and uh so i, I was witnessed all of this in the morning like they're like what the hell is going on there's like 200 people out in the hallway oh they're they're trying to get the four tickle me elmos and i i always feel like i was pretty convinced that you would they would whoever would get one of those four elmos would need a police escort to their car because someone would slice their throat Slash. Just to get that tickle of me, Elmo. Slash. Jason pops up with his machete. He might have a kid. I don't know. But, you know, it, it, it reminds me of all those memories yeah. I have. And as, as, a, as a parent now, I'm like, when, when is that first Turbo Man dog yeah. going to happen to me? Fingerlings were like a big deal last year. If they were supposed to be hard to get, I got one of those fairly easily. Um, you know, when, when is that time going to come? But then again... Everything's so easy to come by nowadays. Like, you don't have to drive to a store. You just get online, get online. and shop on Amazon. And it takes boom. all the fun out of it. it, it yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't want to sound like an old man, but sometimes you, you do kind of miss the old days where there was a bit of a challenge to Back it. in my day. Back in my day, we had to, you know, whatever. Milk we, the cow. We made our own tickle yeah. <laughs> Out of sticks them. and rocks. <laughs> <laughs> and we liked it, and we liked it. Um, but yeah, jingle all the way. It, if if you think about it in all those ways, and you you associate your own, you you know, you apply your own memories, yeah. and it's it's just I love watching that movie. That is a solid film. Thank you. Oh, excuse me. Yes, I'm trying to find a turbo man doll. Me too. Me too. Do you have any more in the back? <laughs> what? <Is he not? laughs> What did I say? <laughs> these, these guys are looking for a turbo man? A gentleman <laughs> dog, yes. <laughs> They're looking for turbo man. <laughs> hey, everybody, these two are looking for a turbo man. Gentleman. <laughs> so those are 10 guilty pleasures. Just a, you know, we, we're not some pretentious movie podcast. We no. love bad movies. Yes. Uh, it, objectively, they're bad movies. <laughs> and I've watched way worse than all yeah. times. Oh, my God. Yes, me too. Me too. Yeah. Mother is the... We'll have to do an episode of, of just terrible movies. Yeah. Because I, what I like about you is you're, you're, you're all in all a very positive person when it comes to reviewing a movie. I'll be a little bit more harsh, but you're, you're pretty much positive. Try, but there have been a handful of times when you've just come out and just like dumped on a movie, yeah. And that I, I, I think I'm more or less positive, you know. I, I will give it if I have any expectation for a movie going into it, I'll be a little harsher, 
but that movie was just ugh. The Jennifer Lawrence, uh, what's his face? You and you warned me. You're like, ooh, that that director. I, yeah, I, <laughs> I just with uh, the last thing. Oh, what's his face? Now I can't think of his name. I know I can't either. He he directed uh, Requiem for a Dream. That was the last thing he did. That when I worked, at which Blockbuster, is a hard watch, but it's a, it's a good that's movie. It's a, a real hard watch. Yeah. When I worked at Blockbuster. And I would get high school kids that would come in late night, Friday and Saturday, looking for horror movies. I would tell and say, if you want to watch a movie that will scare you, watch Requiem for a Dream. Yeah. That's what I would send them home with. And I was like, all right, prepare for your entire world to be shattered. Yeah. And so, and he's, um, I really wish. Aransky? Um, Aransky? Yes. De, uh, Arnofsky, Darren Arnofsky. Darren Arnofsky. We Darren pulled Arnofsky. it out. We got it. <laughs> yeah. It took the two of us together, but we got it. So. We finagled that. But the trailer was really intriguing. And, and I even, I, I didn't know there was such a thing as like trailer awards, but there I is. Didn't, I didn't know that. Yeah, there are. There, there are actually, there's two separate organizations they where they give awards to trailer companies. I, I need to seek that out. But one of the awards given this past year was for the trailer Mother. So I know I'm not alone in getting duped over that movie. Yeah. Like it, it, it looked really intriguing, and I like Javier Bardem, and I like Ed Harris and Michelle Pfeiffer, and I like Jennifer Lawrence. I, I think the further she gets away from I'm waning on her. Yeah, me too. It, it's it's the last time I really enjoyed her in something was American Hustle, and even then I think she was a bit overrated. She got a nominated for an Academy Award. I'm like, really? But. I think the last thing I really enjoyed her in was the Bill Engvall show, featuring Bill Engvall <laughs> of uh, of blue collar comedy. She played his daughter. I didn't. Oh, is that right? Yes. Oh wow. That's, that's that old, is going way back. Ways back. I mean, I like Silver Linings Playbook. I yeah. think that's genuinely a good movie. Uh, and I, you know, and she's usually and, and she was wonderful in The Hunger Games. Yes. She was a great. She was a great Katniss. She was great Katniss. Passengers, I even enjoyed. It wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. It had its faults, but it, I still enjoyed it. I don't like a movie that makes me hate Chris Pratt. Yeah. It doesn't. It's not good. It's Andy. It was <laughs> It was trying too hard to be this pseudo-Shining kind of movie. Oh, it yeah. Even a, down to the butler. Game took there. a lot of influence from The Shining, but it was just like for no real reason. Yeah. If, if, it was, if I had more of a social aspect of my personality... I would probably turn, like, when I finish watching a movie in the theater, I would turn to even a stranger next to me and say, so what did you think? I, I, I don't do <laughs> That's that. That's a turn-off to a lot yeah, of people. a lot of people. Yeah, they, they don't, they'll, they'll they don't really the warm up, to, especially if they have small children. Yeah, it's like, that's, it's, an, it's an awkward, <laughs> it's an awkward conversation. What did I think of what? <laughs> what I don't even, who are you? Why are you sitting, that's my grandmother. Why are you talking to my grandmother? <laughs> don't talk to Gran. <laughs> Gran didn't see the same movie. She's she was asleep. She was asleep. Leave yeah. Gran alone. Uh, so let's. Why don't we move on to our next segment? The right. uh, what, what we're calling it the uh, Netflix vice the versa. Netflix vice versa. So okay. Um, I had a. I picked a couple of movies. And here's I the thing. As well. I um. I did. I wasn't sure of the rules, and I guess we could make up the rules as we go. But I have not actually seen either one of the movies that okay. I was going to be recommending. I thought it would be fun to recommend a movie and then also be watching it for the first time myself. Now that's not to say that you can't have seen the movie okay. that you would be recommending to me. I don't think. Okay. But uh, I I did choose two movies that I thought looked very interesting. So, 
Should I go first? Go for it. Go first. Okay. Go for it. I'm excited. Um, I'm gonna pick. I'll save one of these for the next time, I guess. Okay. I, okay. So the movie that I picked, let me let me pull up the description of the movie too, so I can just read it to you. And I I, I don't I know you watch everything, so hopefully you haven't seen this. Fingers crossed. Yeah, and if you haven't, and if you have, maybe I'll pick the other one, and you probably seen. Or that. maybe but I'll lie. It's called that, yeah. Moonwalkers. And it stars Ron Perlman, and it is, it sounds very interesting. Um, it's essentially, so here, here's, here's a description that I, it's on IMDb. Um, after failing to locate the legendary Stanley Kubrick, an unstable CIA agent must instead team up with a seedy rock band manager to develop the biggest con of all time, staging the moon landing. So this movie, it, what it's doing is saying, what if the the conspiracy theory, it's a popular one, that Stanley Kubrick filmed the moon landing, that it didn't really happen, even though it's ridiculous. Uh, there are people who love conspiracies who will actually, they'll, they'll fall into, they'll believe that this actually happened, that they were it was filmed on a soundstage. So this is kind of basically a movie, that's the, you know, that's... That's what it's about. I dig that. Have you seen it? No. Does it sound interesting? I think so. Okay. Well, that that's your homework, man. I'm going to watch it, too. You watch it. And uh, I love Ron Perlman. I'll watch anything he's in. I hope he's in it a lot. But he seems to be the main uh, star of the movie. Uh, I don't know why I put star in quotes. Ron Perlman's a very famous star. actor. Uh, let's see. But it, it also has... Well, it has Rupert Grint from Harry Potter. Harry Potter. Um, let's see. Anybody else you might probably not. I don't know, but that is my that is my pick for you. That is my Netflix vice versa. What do you have for me? Well, let's see. That, I Again, think... and these these movies are available on Netflix. Yes. I checked. It's on Netflix, so you people can watch it too. Watch it too, and uh, just play along with us. Oh, let's see here. There. So I I pick I picked a, a few a few here. Okay. And I didn't, because I didn't know, because we didn't, we didn't map out rules. No, we didn't map out rules. We're just rules. like, all right, you know what? We're going to let her rip. Who, like, who wants rules? I don't, I live in a world where there are no rules. Exactly. The only rule is there are no rules. <laughs> paradoxical. <laughs> so existential. Uh, so, if, because I have, I have five here. I don't know why I, I do all these things in fives for some reason. <laughs> it's a nice round. One of them, one of them I, I wasn't. I, I thought you might might have already seen, so I had a question mark next to it. Okay. But if if I'm just if I'm gonna pick one. Okay. And because I, I think this is fitting. Okay. Um, it's it's the second one on my list, and I have actually seen it. Okay. I could, I'll, I'll watch it again though. Okay. <clears throat> it is Sam Rockwell, in the movie Moon. Oh, I'm so glad you picked that. Because so, I've been wanting to watch that. So I was like, when you said Moonwalkers, I was like, you know what? I literally have a movie here titled Moon. So we have a theme going here. For... Moon. <laughs> the moon. Any movie with moon in it. Moon. Michael Jackson's Moonwalker. Is that what you thought maybe I was talking about? I have that movie. Yeah, it's uh, a good... And it's on Blu-ray. It is actually. on Blu-ray. Yeah. Because <laughs> I own that on Blu-ray. I want that movie. It's, it's just great. a bunch of music videos yeah, slopped the, together, really. The There's no point first, to it. It's just like this anthology of his <laughs> of clips of him growing up. And there's the bad... With music, interstitials with, of Joe Pesci. <laughs> yeah. There's the bad music video where they're all kids. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Then there's the whole um, claymation interlude. Yes. I love with that. The rabbit. Yeah. The, with the speed demon. Speed demon. Yeah. And then then it goes right into the, the moonwalker where he's wearing the white suit, yeah. hanging out with the kids, Joe you know, Pesci. I got to say this. Um, 
one, one segment that we're going to do in the future is called Rad Dads. Yes. Where we each pick a movie that was influential to our childhood, and we're going to watch it. We're going to, we're going to subject our own kids to the movie. And this, is, this will be an interesting thing to do because, you know, like I, I recently showed my kids Ghostbusters, and since it was Halloween just recently, dating the, the show a bit, um, I thought, well, let's watch the video for um, Thriller. So I showed them like the full 13 minute nice. uh, video for Thriller and they loved it. So then I immediately went to Smooth Criminal. They didn't love it as much. I get it. Next to Thriller, it's not as good, but that that was a very influential video for me. It was, uh, it was I mean, Thriller, because I remember when I was a kid, because Thriller for me, my first, uh, I think, um, in, any anything to do with Thriller was actually in the Viewmaster format. Interesting. There was a Viewmaster, because I remember the slide, the last slide on the Viewmaster is from the video where he turns around and he's got the yellow eyes. Ah. I was just like, ah, this is terrifying. Why would you do this? Why would you subject a child to this? Well, the first part of the video is actually frightening. You know, yes. it's, it's it's American Werewolf in, in, in London, basically. Yeah. That's all it is, and uh, I was—I felt like a very bad parent with my little, my small kids watching this, but it immediately kicks into the cool video and the music. It's so, it's so good, and in uh, the main reason we actually got on the whole Michael Jackson kick to begin with is my son. A tradition they have at their school apparently for Halloween is if you're a fifth grader, you get to reenact the Thriller video in front of nice. the entire school. Everybody comes up out of the grave and they do nice. the like dance and they choreograph the whole that's thing. That's fantastic. It's super cool. And he's so excited to be able to read it when he gets to be in the fifth grade. That's that's something he'll get to do. And then you're on to middle school. Uh, but I, I, that's such a neat little tradition they have. I dig that. Yeah. I dig so that. I, I had to show him what the actual thriller video was. Of course. Because, you know, he, you know he, he has no context to that. Yeah, you got to have a frame of reference. Yeah. Okay, so I will be watching Moon, and uh, you'll be watching Moonwalkers. Moonwalkers. So when we when we return for our second episode, whenever that may be, we will actually start the show by reporting back and then giving our thoughts on it. Whether you know maybe give it a, a grade, we don't or we don't have to give it a grade. Just your overall impression of the movie, uh, and this this gives me an excuse to go ahead and watch Moon because it's. I have so many times looked at that in the Netflix queue and go, is today the day I watch Moon? Is today Moon Day? Yeah, and I never do. Now I'm going to do it. You could you could watch it on a Monday and just extend out the O on Monday and call it Moon Day. Moon Day. I'm gonna Very watch nice. It's Moon Day. Very nice. I'm going to watch Moon. So how we how do we end this podcast, Adam? Our, our... Abruptly, where I just throw the camera to Just the like a hard cut. <laughs>